0: There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the Spirit Loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Welcome back to a spooky podcast. I didn't know how long I wanted to do those, but it felt like a good one, two, three Ooh, spooky podcast. I'm your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I am an evidential psychic medium and professional astrologer. I always tell you, please submit your ghost stories. I love talking about the paranormal and, you know, everything other dimensional. I don't know how to describe it. Obviously, I'm a psychic. You're tuning in because you're interested in it too. So let's not lie. You're, you're here to get under the covers and put a flashlight under your chin <laughs> and tell a spooky story. That's funny. When I just said that, I was thinking about what actually is scary about putting a flashlight under your chin. And for me, in my mid-30s, it would be like finding a new chin here because that's been <laughs> interesting <laughs> Thing that's been happening to me. Um, yeah, when you get older, it's just, you know, chin hairs, nipple hairs, you know, it all just pops up. Anyway, hi. Uh, let's talk about ghost stories. So a few of you submitted some ghost stories, and I did not read them. I am going to read them live on air and give you my full on reaction and energy and presence and I can't wait and thank you so much if you sent them over. I really love talking and interacting with you all. This podcast and this community means so much to me and I'm just so happy that we can geek out on all of this like weird stuff together out in the real world. I can't talk to everybody about this stuff, but this is a safe space. So I'm glad you're here and you are in a safe space. Before I dive into the listener stories, I thought I would answer some common Q and A questions about ghosts. I have a few episodes already about ghosts, so you might already like know a thing or two or maybe you've heard me answer these before, but I figured let's just answer some common questions that I pulled and you are curious about. So the first question is What is your definition of a ghost and how do you differentiate it from other supernatural entities or phenomena? So, energetically, you know, a ghost is someone who has passed away and who has physically left their body, but some remnants of their soul stay behind in the physical realm. Now, when I am connecting to spirit and I'm in a session with you, Or I'm giving a reading to a stranger on the street, which I did yesterday, by the way. (laughs) I thought I was overdoing that. But sometimes spirit is so loud. I have to be like, I'm sorry, I have have, like someone here in spirit that needs to talk to you. I know for a fact that these people have crossed over and they're not still like their soul is physically in light. And it's such a different energy than a ghostly or paranormal presence. Because sometimes, you know, when I feel spirit that is still hanging around in the physical plane, it has a different frequency vibration. All I can, I don't know why this analogy is coming to me, but it's like rhythm of music, you know, like when certain songs are fast or certain songs are slow or even just feeling the bass of music, you know, you feel the rump, rump, rump of music. That's all frequency. Or when I'm talking to Smeared on the other side, the frequency is so buzzy. It, it just feels really, light. I get lightheaded because I'm using the top parts of my chakra systems, like my crown and my third eye. And oftentimes, you know, when I'm like on TikTok live giving readings, uh, or even in client sessions, I say like, okay, I just need to take a deep breath and center myself because I'm feeling really lightheaded. And that's pretty common. I've heard that from other psychic mediums as well. Now, when I feel a presence that's still on earth, that's maybe a lingering soul, it does feel a little lower frequency, it does feel almost um. You don't feel it in your heart center as much as you feel it like around your physical body, like something just feels off. It feels you can actually physically feel cold air sometimes or like you're being watched or you can get goosebumps, um, you know, tingling on the back of your spine. I know that's like very stereotypical. People say like, "Ooh, you know, you feel the goosebumps like in The Sixth Sense or movies. It, It portrays it like that. But it's not too far off from what actually happens because it is just some gut feeling. Again, it's more of those lower chakra feelings where you're like, something doesn't feel right. And it's instinctual. And it comes from this, you're not feeling safe. So that to me is the biggest difference. And obviously, there's like physical differences. Like I don't, see spirits on the other side, unless they want to like imprint, um, you know, how they looked in my mind's eye. Like sometimes I'll get like skin color, hair color, height, things like that. If, they, if it's important for me to tell the loved one, oh, he's talking about his height. He's talking about his beard. He's talking about, you know, his freckles, things like that, I'll say. But you know, ghosts, what's interesting about ghosts is sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes when you see them, I've seen them as full apparitions of actual people. You know, like they look like they're wearing still the same clothes, overalls or plaid or flannels or dresses. You know, you see the outfits they were wearing. Uh, Sometimes you don't see them, but you know they're there and you can actually feel them somewhat in your vicinity. And then other times they're just moving orbs or figures that move like quickly in your in your presence, like they'll they'll zip across. Um, or flashes of light will happen as well. So there's tons of different spirit paranormal activity that I've experienced. And I guess it's just hard because it's different every time. There's not like one way to see a ghost. All ghosts are different. But I typically, you know, when I was seeing them quite often, now I don't feel them as much because I feel like I'm a little more protected but i used to see them all as apparitions as actual i could see faces i could see clothes i can see differentiating features on on them and then uh, a lot of times they didn't have like that's the lower half of their bodies or no feet so that was also a really interesting too they they were actually floating however sometimes i've seen full Full, the one thing that comes to mind is I used to work at a kindergarten. I was a kindergarten teacher. I've had many lives uh, in this lifetime. I was a kindergarten teacher and it was at a really, really old historic building. And I think it was built in like the 1800s or something back in Michigan. And I used to always see this this uh, man ghost who was always wearing like a military outfit. And I want to say this was like old military. Like I don't even, I don't know anything about history. I could always see his boots So I could see his feet specifically. And it was always when I was in this one specific room. And I got the impression that that ghost did not know that he was passed, which can also happen. And again, I have tons of podcasts on on ghosts and uh, like, do ghosts know they're dead, all those questions. So I'll try to reiterate them if you or you can go back and listen. If you're like, wait, hold on, you just skipped over that breezed over that. I also don't want to like say the same thing if you're like, Oh, God, no, you already covered that. Uh, I'm all over the place today. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. What was the original question? And what is the rant been about? Okay, let me move on. I think you got the gist of that. <laughs> Basically, it's completely different case to case. Can you share any documented cases of ghost sightings or encounters you've investigated or studied? I am not a ghost investigator. I had a really interesting occurrence. I would say it was maybe, maybe over a year ago where I was with my best friends, uh, Shayna and Dana, and I told them I wanted to do more investigative slash evidential work with ghosts Uh, I used to do that in in the past where I would be asked to clear homes, but it just got kind of scary for me. But something recently kind of sparked my interest again. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe I could do this and, and, and strengthen the evidence part of of my mediumship we were in a city that had some history and I just said you know do you know of any places because I I, I'm not like very familiar with this town right so I said to Shana and Dana I said do you know of any places around here that are haunted they said yes and I said would you mind taking me there and I want to I don't want you to give me any information and I want to channel what I'm getting through and what's crazy is like I was able to um, go up and not even go inside of this house, and I was able to tell exactly where the the crime happened in the house, like or what this where this person had died, and I was able to pick up like what happened, like the qualm around it, and but I couldn't figure out the death. And this is a trigger warning uh, for unaliving, but I had said there's just something about her, and she's just hanging there, and they both open their eyes. And I was like, what? Like, what does that mean? And they were like, well, that's how she passed. So it was interesting to test that out. And it wasn't like I was physically seeing her. So I guess that's the only evidence. And then we looked up the the lore later and I had guessed her last name correctly. So I think that's the only, I mean, but the only people that know about it are like my best friends and the people who were there when that happened. But that's the only like documented evidential thing that I I don't know I I don't have anything like on camera I don't have anything uh video evidence there's tons of like reddit threads I actually saw something recently that blew my freaking mind on the paranormal reddit someone redditor had posted a picture their mom had sent them of like their they were having like static electricity on the bed and like something was floating in the middle of the air. But people brightened it, and behind it there was a an actual full body of someone. And the person who posted it said, "What's so wild is the person who is in the back of the photo is my aunt who died like you know ten years ago." And everyone's like, "This is fake. This is fake." But she's wearing like a Winnie the Pooh uh, zip up sweatshirt that looked even dated, and it was just so bizarre. And apparently the Um, Her mom who took the photo was alone when they when they took it. And it was actually her aunt who had passed. And it was wild to me. And if that is actually true, like that person isn't, you know, bullshitting to get, you know, upvoted or whatever karma on Reddit, that would be the best documented picture of someone who's passed ever, 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 ever in history. Because I've seen, you know, pictures of orbs and things like that. But I mean, that was pretty compelling so to be continued there's tons of people who do paranormal research who actually have like tools and and evidence and research they've done i'm just a psychic medium who just picks it up in the moment i haven't done much more research but it's something i have been considering recently what are some s- common signs and manifestations with the presence of a ghost okay i kind of already talked about that one you know, when you walk into a place and instantly it's not the vibe, it doesn't even matter if it's like, you're walking into a family reunion. Usually that's not the vibe, right? But you're walking into like a bar or a restaurant, or you felt like someone was just talking about you and you walk into a friend's circle, it's something just energetically feels weird. That's kind of the vibe when there's a ghost around, all of a sudden, you're sitting there like watching TV or you're in bed or whatever. And then all of a sudden, something's different. That's the biggest thing is just intuition when there's a ghost. And obviously, there's sometimes like noise that happens, like footsteps, whispering, uh, sometimes yelling. In my experience, I've heard yelling from other rooms. Uh, Stomping is pretty common. Moving of objects can happen as well. Are there specific types of locations and environments where ghosts are more likely to be encountered? And if so, why? Nope, ghosts can go anywhere, anytime. They can actually astral astral travel as well. They tend to stick to places they felt comfortable or familiar with or their death sites. Uh, Common misconception is that ghosts hang out at graveyards all the time. I do see spirits in graveyards, but they don't tend to hang around their graves unless their family is visiting or they're walking through. A lot of times people don't realize too that ghosts are like walking through. So even if they you know, maybe they had a block they lived on where they used to go, you know, grocery shopping or used to go to the park and things like that. They tend to stay on loops. Like when I was in Joshua Tree, there's a there's a military base there. And I always pick up a little like military activity, sometimes because the land is so sacred. There's like indigenous, like souls who have crossed over as well, that sometimes I like sense they're like protecting their land, or they're like kind of still in the same routine. That'll happen sometimes when I'm in specific places, I notice that they're kind of just um, on the same loop. How do you go about investigating claims of paranormal activity? What tools or methods do you use? Oh, gosh, this is. I need to bring on another paranormal researcher. If you know anybody, DM me. Uh, but I, I've seen people use something called a spirit box, which is essentially it's a it's something that scans radios and picks up frequencies that's what spirits can use. I don't recommend using one of those unless you actually have experience because if it's not intentional, you can pull in some, you know, darker frequencies sometimes. Uh, what else do people use? I mean, they just use video and audio evidence. I know there's tons more equipment, but that's not my expertise. But my gosh, I need to have like another ghost or paranormal expert on to ask them these questions. Let's see what else. How do you respond to skeptics and critics who doubt the existence of ghosts and argue that paranormal experiences can be explained by other natural or psychological factors? Yeah, that's a tough one, because you can say, like, I saw a ghost. (laughs) No one will believe you. Or you can say, I heard stomping. I heard this. Things were moved around my house. To me, it's like, if you're skeptical of that, and you're closed off to that, I probably won't be telling you about it anyway. But I don't know, like, for me, specifically, I like to be open about if I'm in a house that's haunted or I'm feeling energies because a lot of times other people will too. Actually again another Joshua Tree story because I you know I live close to Joshua Tree like within like 4 hours and it's a really fun place to go to but I forget how there is some sacred energy portal energy over there uh, I forget how intense it can be paranormal wise um, and I was at my best friends it was like a mini bachelorette party There there's only like four or five of us there and her and I were having a lot of difficulty sleeping and the first night like she had a full-blown panic attack which was crazy and she was like shaking and it just felt like something was like affecting her and she's very empathic uh, she's also very intuitive and I was like, is this something paranormal? But I didn't say anything to her, obviously, because I did not want to scare her the very next night. I sensed that I was being watched, and her and I were in bed together because we were—it sh- was a bunch of girlfriends, right? So we're like sharing a big bed, and like I was just tossing and turning, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave the room because if there is like a spirit, I'm gonna want to cross it over, not with her in the room. I just feel weird. I don't want her to- her sleep to be disrupted. And I went to the bathroom before moving to the couch to sleep. And when I was in the bathroom, like I'm literally sitting on the toilet peeing, and I have the lights on, and it's like in the middle of the night, three in the morning, the witching hour, and. This bottle of lotion that was sitting on the counter, like five feet away, literally like flies at me, like aggressively flies at me, like toward toward my ankles and my knees. Like someone had slapped it toward me. And I was laughing too, because it's so damn dry in the desert, like we had to go out and buy this like, <laughs> buy this lotion from like, I think a gas station or something, because it was like there wasn't a grocery store close by. And we were all freaking out about that, because uh, we called it the Juergens Jer- Jergens ghost. <laughs> and I never felt like an angry spirit at me, other than that time, um, well, not, not recently anyway. And I went into the, you know, the living room, started talking, uh, talking to the ghost, and saying like, "You're not welcome here. You have to go." That was rude. Seriously, I'm not going to give you any time or energy. Anyway, the next day, Haley, you know, wakes up and sees me on the couch, and she's like, "Oh no, like, what happened? Like, you left? I felt bad." And I was like, "No, I was just like sweating. Like, I was so hot in that room. It felt like I was in the seventh layer of hell." And I'm not like a hot sleeper or anything. I'm actually the opposite. I always sleep like super cold and chilly. And she's like, what? That's insane because I was in bed last night shivering, compulsing, like so cold. So her and I were next to each other in bed and had completely different experiences. I was experiencing like hot, hot heat and she was experiencing shivering. So that can also happen with ghosts too, where the temperature can change depending on the side of the room. But what's interesting is normally when ghosts are present, it's much, much, much colder, uh, I tend to find. So- I don't know if like the ghost was hanging around Haley or me or probably both because we are empaths. So it's probably attracted to us. But that is um, a story I wish I would have like, you know, recorded or gotten evidence and the Jorgens ghost. (laughs) I wonder what they're up to now, but hopefully not uh, still haunting that Airbnb we stayed at. All righty, let's get into some listener stories. To reiterate again, I have not read any of these, so this will be in real time. Hey, Steffi, my name is Bryn. I'm a Scorpio sun, Gemini moon, and Virgo rising. And I love your podcast. It has been such a fun, helpful tool for me. Thank you so much for that. Also, congrats on getting engaged. (laughs) Oh, thanks Bryn. But now to the spooky business, I will try and make this as short as possible. This is about my husband, Capricorn son, and his experiences lately. He doesn't believe in spirits or anything and still finds it pretty spooky. It started earlier this year when we went to Canada for our honeymoon. We decided on Canada because my husband used to live there for two years on an LDS mission and couldn't do any of the fun stuff there. Also, it was a big part of his life and I wanted to be a part of that in some way. Smiley face, aw. It was July and we were on Victoria Island. We were staying at a hotel called the royal Scot on james bay during our stay there my husband told me that the ground wasn't stable and the building was swaying we were on the top floor and i felt nothing I thought that was weird because he was dead serious and it just really wasn't like him. We moved on and continued our honeymoon. My theory is that he was feeling the swaying of the trees and you'll understand why below. Ooh! (laughs) The next day we went on our kayak tour and our guide was telling us the history of the island. Toward the end of the tour, he started to tell us ghost stories because the area is really popular for that. He pointed in the direction of where a hotel was and explained that this all used to be forested with tall trees and a rocky, frozen ground. The First Nations natives that lived there long before the settlers came to the island used to do tree burials because the ground was too frozen or rocky to bury their dead. Once the settlers did come to the area, one in particular, I can't remember his name, chopped all the trees that in the First Nations used for their deaths and burnt the whole area to build a factory there. Later, the factory caught on fire, killing the father, the owner, and his son. Whoa! The wife and mother died as well, but the story goes that she died of fright. It is claimed that she saw shadows and dark figures in the fire, and that it scared her to death. Since then, there have been multiple buildings in the same area and several recorded fires. That is a crazy, crazy story. Oh, it's not even done. After hearing this ghost story later that night, my husband woke up in the middle of the night and the room was full of smoke. He got up and walked around because he legit thought there was a fire in the hotel. All of a sudden it was gone. No smoke or anything. It was very strange and freaky. Since then he has experienced this several times. He has thought our house has been on fire a few times. He also more recently experienced no sight of smoke but has been woken up to the smell of smoke. He also had a nightmare about quote the smoke as it was called in his dream it was a spirit that would possess and slowly kill people so that's the story very weird and interesting and I just wonder what it all means I don't know if he has some connection there or it's just all coincidence thanks for reading this again congrats and thanks for all your tools you have given me to to live my best life oh Brin, that is freaking wild I hope hubby is okay because that is very traumatizing too. Yeah. Sometimes ghosts can actually perceive your environment differently. Um, I know I had uh, someone on the podcast who actually is a ghost uh, expert and she said that sometimes she will see like, it's kind of like you can tap into what they're actually seeing. So she one time saw like a, a old Western, like dusty trail and obviously like the trauma of the smoke And I'm so sorry that seemed to like follow him and he's still processing and having like nightmares or seeing that. Yeah, I wonder if he's intuiting something else. I would get to the root of that. Um, Maybe he's more powerful intuitively than he thinks or knows. Um, But at least he has you to be there with him. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Like the whole time I was super engaged and I had chills. Ooh, so freaky. Hi, Steffi. I love to tell this ghost story. I used to nanny for a family in Ohio, and they had just built their house on an old farmland, and when they moved in, they installed nanny cams all over the house. I had been watching the three kids, two, six, and nine years old, for about three months when suddenly one day the nine-year-old told me their house was haunted and they had video proof. Eyeball emojis. (laughs) I would arrive at their house at 5 a.m. while the kids were still sleeping. They were definitely creepy noises that I could hear every so often and just a weird energy in the house, especially in the morning, but I chalked it up to the dogs just making noises. One morning, the kids and I were having breakfast and we heard the garage door open. The kids, excited, thinking mom or dad had come home early, all ran into the garage and the as the garage door was shutting, dot, 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 on its own that's when the nine-year-old told me that their house was haunted and their mom had been posting nanny cam videos on facebook to try to find the answers I probably should have waited until I wasn't with the kids to watch the videos, (laughs) but nine-year-old was like, check it out. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. I'll send the screen recording of the videos, but the cameras were motion detected so they would start once someone entered the room. The first thing they noticed were a bunch of videos of orbs flying around different rooms of the house. Then lights started turning on and off. Then pantry doors were opening and closing on their own. Then they captured a figure walking out of the corner closet late at night in their playroom with no previous video of anyone entering the room. So after I watched the videos, I asked the kiddos how they feel, and the two-year-old tells me the monster wakes her up in the middle of the night and pulls her arms. She was terrified. I texted mom to tell her about their garage door and to inquire about the videos and the apparent ghost I've been hanging out with for months, lol. She told me that she had been reluctant to tell me and that they were trying to solve it on their own. They had a priest come bless the house. They burned sage and Palo Santo and nothing was working. Everyone was telling them to move, but they just built this house. This wasn't an option for them. Important detail. Two-year-old never went into her bedroom the whole time I'd been with the family. She would wake up every day in her parents' bed, so I don't think she ever really slept in there. I just figured she associated the bedroom with nap time, so I never thought anything of it. One day after posting multiple videos, a medium reached out to my mom and said that her videos kept popping up on her page, though they weren't even Facebook friends and had no connection, and that she could help. Mom was desperate and agreed. The medium said there was a spirit trapped in a pair of dark sheets that were still in the packaging in the back of the closet. Specific as heck, (laughs) LOL. Mom immediately knew what pair of the sheets she was talking about. They had apparently cleaned out one of the grandparents' houses after they passed away a while ago, and there was a pair of red and black striped sheets that she saved but never ended up using, and they were in the back of the two-year-old's closet. The medium advised her to burn the sheets. They burned the sheets and everything changed. No more orbs. No more strange occurrences. The energy shifted. Two-year-old started playing and sleeping in her room and everything went back to normal. All caps. So weird. I would love your insight. I'll attach the screen recording. Happy spooky season. Thank you, Queen Maggie. What? What? It's like... Okay, not only like the nanny can't like there's so many like elements of that, like it's caught on video, like the kids are seeing it. Uh, The random medium on Facebook, like this could literally be an episode of Black Mirror or like some some kind of this needs to be on an ID channel. This is so good. I haven't watched the video yet. I didn't realize there was a video attached. Uh, I will watch watch that because I'm super intrigued. Uh, Wow, we, you know, That's incredible. And that's why I really hate when people are mean to us psychics and mediums, when it's like, we didn't ask for this gift. And we're here to help people. And I've actually found several, several like people online that I've either like channeled through TikTok, or even like, I've heard of Facebook uh, mediums and and other other, uh, forums of just being called to help someone. And I feel that strongly. Like sometimes if I will see a video or I can help, I will. So Spirit is leading us to that content for us to see and to help. So I hundred percent believe that medium. Obviously, she knew exactly what they were talking about, and that is so freaking cool. I don't know what the sheets. I mean, the sheets were in a grandparents' house, but like, what's the energy of that? Like, how old were those sheets? What was there like dark energy in them? It doesn't seem like it was connected intuitively. I'm like, it wasn't attached attached to the grandparents specifically, but it seems like there was history there. Uh, and yes, ghosts can attach to objects as well. That's why there are such occurrences as like haunted dolls, haunted dressers. Always be careful when you pick something up at Goodwill, especially if it's an old toy, can have energy. Thank you, Maggie, for sharing. Wow. Also, both of those stories have been written so well. I'm like so impressed with these so far, and it's everything I needed. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your story, and I can't wait to watch the video. All right, the next one just jumps right in. Hi, (laughs) I just read your newsletter and had something happen over the summer I thought I would share. My Grammy just passed away in July and my grandfather, her husband had passed in 2016. I feel my grandpa around us all the time, but I think my son saw him. As we gathered at my grandparents house, we had some family members come over and my four-year-old son didn't know them. He pointed to my second cousin and asked, who's she? We answered. He pointed at, at... her son and asked who is he we answered we did this for a few other people and then he pointed to the top of the yard by some trees removed from where anyone was gathering he pointed just as before and in the same tone he asked who is he we didn't see anyone and asked if he could tell us what he looked like he just looked at us and then kept playing. He was kind of acting like, um, why don't you know that? About five minutes later, we looked back up to the trees and said, oh, he's gone now, but that's okay. He'll be back. He was here earlier, too. It still gives me chills in the best way possible. He is very missed. I just wanted to share Jamie. Oh, <laughs> that one made me emotional and chills. I love love, love, child spirits stories. Because children are so connected to source. still. They just came down. They don't have any conditioning, right? So like they don't think, you know, like they just what they see is what they say and what they believe, right? So they're like, oh, no, of course, that's grandpa hanging out by the trees. And everyone's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? But they have no reason to lie. Why would they? They have no explanation to lie, no motivation for them. So I 100% believe grandpa was there. So sweet. And I love that story, Jamie. Thank you so, 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 so much for sharing. All right. And here's the final story. Hi, Steffi. I love your podcast. And if you do any angel stories, I have a pretty cool story for you. Oh, I love it. We're going to end with an angel story uplifting. We are here for this. So the story starts a few weeks ago when I was having some intense work problems. The environment I worked in every day was toxic at best, and I was being overworked and totally underpaid. Every day was a battle, and I would have multiple mental breakdowns during my shift after I got home. Aw. So with that being said, I was asking for a lot of help from my guardian angels at the time. Totally understand that. I only know one of my angels' names, and right now the name is Amakali. Amakali? I'm I hope I'm saying that right, honey. Um, they're a real homie <laughs> and have a slight golden retriever energy, honestly. I love them dearly. I don't know the other six names, but they're all dolls as well. <laughs> Obsessed. Yes, I have seven guardian angels and I feel like there's some significance to that number. Okay, queen. Anyway, they kept sending me angel numbers, telling me that changes were coming, big changes. So two weeks ago, oh, so like two weeks go by, and I have one of the worst days at my job that I've ever had, which resulted in me calling a crisis line and then leaving leaving work early. Very intense, especially for me. After talking to a friend of mine that night about what happened, I decided that my best option was to quit. I had been looking for other jobs for a while and had an interview lined up in a couple of days. So the next morning I went in and quit as respectfully as I could without putting in a notice. I did, in fact, put all the blame on myself to avoid confrontation or anything. I actually ended up being cheated on the hours on my next paycheck that came two days later. Big surprise. So over a week goes by and I don't have another job lined up. I also didn't have any money saved because i just moved into my new apartment so i was completely and totally out of money i was there applying to jobs having a breakdown because how am i supposed to make rent like this and then i just started to immaculate and i was going off about everything was going on i was like you know i'm gonna check the waitlist for doordash i know i checked last night but i swear 2g if i can sign up i would start today and i don't care how much it pays i just need something to make money (sighs) and then i pulled it up and it was open so i signed up and had to wait for my background check to come in and it said it usually takes five to seven days and i was a little disappointed that i'd forgotten i'd had to wait for that so i check on the site and that's showing progress of my background check and it had already been done in all caps immediately it came back and I was able to start DoorDashing. I was absolutely astonished. My angels really be watching my back. And so since then, I've gotten another interview lined up and a really good job and I've been making decent money with DoorDash so I can get my bank account out of the negative. I'm still so embarrassed about how broke I am to be aged, but my angels are coming in clutch for sure. And the changes that my angels told me didn't stop there. Since the time they told me there are big changes coming, I also got rid of a demon that had been attached to me for multiple lifetimes. Whoa. I moved the demon into a jar and have yet to bury it. It's in my car, <laughs> but I should be. I'm not laughing at the demon in my car. I just I just love I just love all this. I'm obsessed. Um, But I should be able to bury it next week. I also had some signs that I might change location sooner and I've been anticipating. So that's really exciting. I won't be at least until my lease is up. Of course, I'm very excited and eager. What it will bring me? Aw. So yeah, my angels weren't kidding about there being new changes as I'm growing spiritually and I can't wait to see what other changes I'll be able to accept and embrace in my life. So moral of the story is your angels can and will literally work miracles if you ask them too. Oh, little heart eye emoji. So blessed to have such amazing angels watching over me. Thanks. And I hope you enjoyed Kida with a yellow heart emoji. Oh, Kida. Wow. First of all, you're hilarious AF. Uh, that was very entertaining. I felt like I was reading a sitcom screenplay. Uh, I, You know what? That is that's a beautiful lesson that we can end on. And something I preach all the time is that your angels do come in when you are in a state of crisis or grief or unknowing. I just had a similar experience that um, I'm not going to share in full detail, but I was also in a very, very bad state, and I called upon my angels, and they swept in, and the change happened. It wasn't even like I was waiting days; it happened instantly, instantly. And I have to say that that's a really beautiful lesson. I'm so happy you're tapped in. I'm so happy you have angels by name that are taking care of you. We all do since birth. We all do. So I think that's such a beautiful message. And I have to just say, in general, all. All of you that submitted stories for this podcast, just thank you. Like, you're all my people. I feel like you're my besties, even the way you all write your stories. And I'm just engaged. I know everyone listening was like, Yeah, of course. Like, we're all besties because of how it was written and how it's, I don't know, we all just like this spiritual shit. And like, I'm here for that. Like, let's get deep. I want to talk about the weird stuff. I want to talk about the demon in your jar. Like, what's going on with that? Like, tell me the status. Like, that is my life and I, that is my truth. And I am here for these stories. And, I hope we can bury that demon this week and F that F that demon. um, Be gone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Boy, bye. Uh, Anyway, I love you. Happy spooky season. Uh, This has been an absolute pleasure. I wish I did a little more Halloween content. But did my best with I was also dealing with some personal shit. And I'm just happy to have this platform and have this conversation with you because it means the most to me. I could literally sit here and sob about how appreciative and grateful I am for you. But I'll save that for another day. (laughs) I have plenty of cancer tears to to cry in my future. Uh, So sending you a big hug, please do something spooky, you know, just to honor... To honor the coven of women or to honor your ancient ancestors or to get into the character or the spirit of Halloween and the spirituality of what that means and the witchiness and and the the dark, the happy darkness of it all. So happy, happy spooky season. I love you. Till next time. Bye-bye.